episode, we are talking with Christina Erland, Director of School Support at the Cornellage Foundation. Christina shares with us detailed information about the foundation's Train the Trainer professional learning opportunity. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Building Knowledge Podcast. Today, I have with me one of my colleagues, Christina Erland. Christina is the Director of School Support for the Foundation. Christina, welcome. So, Christina, uh, the first thing I'd love for you to do is just to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what your job actually is at the foundation. Great. Thank you. And thank you for having me today, Kristen, and for the opportunity to talk about um, our Train the Trainer offering. Um, so as my job suggests, job title suggests, my uh, focus is on school support And this primarily involves um, two things, one being um, engagement with educators who contact Core Knowledge with questions about our products or they're looking for implementation guidance. And the other piece is focused on professional learning opportunities. I'm heavily involved um, with a lot of the events and the offerings that the foundation provides. So this includes planning for our Leadership Institute, uh, working with our core knowledge licensed professionals who deliver trainings on site, conducting school visits, uh, designing online offerings, and now our Train the Trainer. So I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about how this idea for the Train the Trainer came about. So... As a mission-driven nonprofit organization, we're always looking for ways to better support our schools. And while we have our core knowledge licensed professionals who are incredibly effective with delivering supports to schools on site, we recognize that this can be cost prohibitive for some schools or districts to be continually bringing in external supports again and again to their site. So thinking about the goals of professional learning and going beyond that one and done event, we wanted to offer an alternative way to provide support. So something that's ongoing and something that's tailored to the school context and what teachers needs. So we saw the train the trainer as an opportunity to do just that. We provide the training materials and then we support participants with learning how to use and adapt these materials so they can tailor them to be used at their site and support the needs of their staff. And we actually had a train the trainer uh, this year in early March. We had, I believe, 37 participants. Is that correct? Yeah, some, something around that number. Um, that came to Arizona. It was, it, it was amazing. Um, some of the most enthusiastic and engaged at educators that I think I've ever seen at a mm-hmm. professional learning event. Um, so I'm really excited that you're on so that you can share this with our listeners. And I would love if you could explain exactly like what this train the trainer opportunity entails, because we have so many products and I'm sure they're kind of confused as to what they would actually be getting if they come to train the trainer. So given that we're training individuals to deliver core knowledge workshops at their site, this opportunity is a little bit more intensive um, and it's set up a little differently than other offerings um, that we've provided in the past. If you've come to a leadership institute or 
have had um, a workshop delivered at your site from Core Knowledge. It involves both an online and a face-to-face component. The online component is asynchronous, and that means it's on demand and participants can access it at um, on their own time and at their, and move at their own pace. And we did that deliberately because there's a lot of content to digest. First, the online modules are made to help participants become more familiar with the workshop content that they're being asked to deliver. And these workshops include um, an introduction to the core knowledge approach, an introduction to core knowledge history and geography K5, I'm sorry, K6, and then an introduction to core knowledge science K5. So this gives uh, participants some background information. It walks them through the various workshop activities And it also provides them with the overall flow of the workshop, if it were to be delivered exactly as is. But the other really important part that comes out of the online modules is these prompts that get participants to start thinking about how they would use these workshops at their site and how they would use them to best meet the needs of their audience, their staff. So for example, In our first cohort, we saw some really great um, reflections that um, looked at various adaptations that could be made to the workshop content in order to better align with either a school initiative or even something as simple as using the precise terminology that they're using in other parts of the curricula. Like, so for example, in the CKHG training and CKSI, we use this the, the phrase turn and talk quite a lot to talk about student discourse opportunities. But um, this one school, they were using think, pair, share. Turn and talk, think, pair, share, pretty much the same thing. But just because that was something their teachers were familiar with, they made that change in the workshop. So it's consistent with the language and the terms that are used in other parts of their day. Participants also were encouraged to think about where their teachers are, and how they can tailor this to best meet their needs. So in some of the reflections, participants noted, we have um, so many new teachers. And this particular um, segment of the training is going to need, they're going to need a little bit more background knowledge in order to really fully understand this or digest this. So you're kind of planning ahead around that. Um, Or another um, trend that we noticed had to do with the instructional approach. And we saw this a lot actually in our science program because our science program includes both investigations, the doing of science, and it also includes um, students engaging with text to build that background knowledge. So we had schools that were using an approach where it was primarily wrapped around investigations and demonstrations. So in these cases, the participants noted, well, I'm going to have to work on providing teachers with a strong rationale as to why using student text is really important. And on the other side, we had schools that were primarily using science trade books, or they were using programs that have like a science textbook. And the investigations, they the the train the um, participants noted that's going to be the heavy lift. And they were thinking not only about in the workshop how they may want to 
add a little bit more here to not only provide that rationale and maybe a little bit more description around what this would entail, but they were also kind of thinking about, okay, after the workshop, we're going to need to do X, Y, and Z um, because this is such a big shift for our staff. So these online modules, they provide that background knowledge and they start, they get participants to start thinking about making adaptations and thinking about um, there's there, I mean, we're making those adaptations based on, that's the important thing. We're not just making changes for the sake of making changes, but making meaningful changes for their, um, based on their school, uh, context and the needs of their staff. And the last piece that we really try to encourage them to start thinking about here has to do with the different ways the workshop content can be delivered. So for example, we yes, these are designed as a one day or two day training, but they don't necessarily have to be delivered that way. Um, and participants were making notes about, well, we don't have that much time at the beginning of the year. And even if we did have that much time, we don't want to give five days of training at the beginning of the year, very understandably. So they were kind of brainstorming, well, what are some ways we can still provide this content? you know, in order that aligns well with our schedule and is helpful for teachers, kind of providing that just-in-time support. Uh, So we saw some examples where uh, participants brainstormed delivering the training or portions of the training at the very start of the year, maybe introducing them to the materials, maybe focusing more on that, what is the core knowledge approach at the start of the year, and then maybe using their early dismissal days to kind of start going through some of the other sections of the training. I even saw some reflections that looked at their using their PLC time um, to maybe help teachers do that collaborative planning piece that's built into the second day of the CKHG and the CKSI training, or just really diving in deep based upon um, something that's relevant to their grade level that you couldn't do with the whole group. So there, there, and there are several goals here um, around the face-to-face training. The first is to provide clarity um, around each of the workshops. So we are answering questions that they have, you know, based on what they noticed as they were um, going through the asynchronous portion. We're also highlighting key takeaways because we want to make sure the goals are really clear, that they understand what the objectives are. Um, so as they make changes to these trainings based on their need, their school's needs, they're still helping teachers with meeting these particular objectives. Um, Another goal um, of the face-to-face training is providing an opportunity to practice delivering a section of the workshop, which when we delivered this in March, um, we definitely had some nervous uh, participants, very, you know, understandably. Um, But we make this a very safe space, um, a very low stakes um, environment. It's it's practice and everybody's using this as a truly as a learning opportunity. We set it up where uh, participants are practicing as part of a group. So no one's doing this by themselves. And they're also doing it within a small group. So nobody's delivering any, like every, like their section to the entire class. Um, But it's really helpful for a couple of reasons. One, it gets participants to really take a deep dive into the materials so they can see 
what they understand and where they need a little bit more clarity from us around well, what exactly are we supposed to be doing in this particular section. Um, it also, we encourage them to do what we had them do during the asynchronous portion. Think about your teachers. Think about your school. And we saw some really incredible adaptations of each of these um, sections that, again, met the objectives that were set, but they just helped with making the some of that some of that training content a little clearer, or maybe had added some visuals. Um, some of them changed the they used um, technology just to change the way that participants engaged with the learning content, and and that you know got <laughs> we saw some excitement there in the group. Um, so it kind of gives you a chance to almost plan. They were planning for what they were going to be delivering later on. So it's kind of saving a step for later work. And then because they were working in small groups, they got to then see somebody else deliver a different section. So then they had a visual and they had practice and an opportunity to participate as a teacher would in that particular training. So they came up, came about it from that perspective as well. And finally, on that last day, we talk about making this experience an ongoing process. So that is, as a trainer, how these participants can provide their teachers with continuous support. We look at different models to use as examples or a, or a starting point for the participants. But of course, we encourage them to think about the resources that are available at their schools, um, as well as the models that they already have set up so they can do something and plan for something that's very practical and that can be applied when they go back to their sites. I, I love that you talked about how uh, the first core cohort used this um, opportunity to decide how they were going to adapt all these different trainings because so many times, Christina and I are both former educators. Um, we've been on the receiving end of this, like out of the box package, professional learning. It doesn't, it's not really applicable to what we were doing in the classroom. Um, and this model gives the schools the opportunity to send someone who can be trained and has that institutional knowledge about their school can come back, adapt it, and then you can keep on adapting it. Didn't work this year, then you can change it. If, you know, you get a big influx of new teachers, you can adapt it. Um, it really is, as long as you have the core essence we are of, of, you know, the core knowledge approach of CKHD and CKSI, how you tweak it is really up to you and your, and your school and your staff. Um, so when is the next Train the Trainer event coming up? And most importantly, I'm sure that all school leaders want to know this, what is the cost? Great question, Kristen. So our next offering is actually going to be available next year in 2024. Um, the online modules will be opening in mid-January and they'll be available through early March. The live event will be hosted um, in Charlottesville, Virginia, and the dates that have been set are um, March 6th through the 8th, and the cost. <laughs> the registration cost is $3,000 per participant, but if a school or district is sending two or more people, we offer a discounted rate of $2,500 per participant. This includes, you know, obviously 
the online and the face-to-face training, but the participants will also receive digital copies of all of the workshop materials. That's the PowerPoints, the instructor guides, the participant workbooks, and they'll receive a hard copy um, edition of each as well. And I really would recommend this for whether you are a brand new school or a veteran school, because we had everybody there. We had people who haven't even had not even ordered materials. We had a school that wasn't even open yet, all the way up to one of our schools of distinction sent to participants. So this this opportunity really is for all different types of schools um, that are on the spectrum from brand new to veteran. Um, So I encourage everybody to learn more about this. And so how do they learn more about this, Christina, and where do they register? Um, so if you're interested in registering or learning more, um, we would at, we would say to visit our website. Um, we have a train the trainer page. Um, you would find it by clicking on implementation on the at the top of the core knowledge uh, website. So it's coreknowledge.org. Click on implementation, then click on professional learning, and then you'll see train the trainer appear in the sidebar. Um, or you could just search for it. Um, um, in the um, search um, function on the on the website, it, it should pop up that way. And the page includes specific information about where this is going to be held. If you're interested in staying at the hotel where we're hosting the event, um, there's a code that you can use to get a discounted room rate. Um, and then it also provides the schedule to see exactly when each module will be opening online and to see even what the daily schedule looks like for the face-to-face um, portion of the training. All of that's on the website. And as I'm saying all this, Kristen, I'm realizing that we are going to be updating our website in the fall. So I guess if you're listening to this later in 2023 or early 2024, probably just searching Train the Trainer on the Courtyard Knowledge Foundation website, you'll find it. Yep. Ho- hopefully it, it when we get the new website, it won't be too confusing for folks. <laughs> but yes, yeah, search function is all is always a safe a safe bet. Thank you so much, Christina, for coming on and talking about this um, event. I thought it was great last year. Again, amazing participants. I learned a lot from all of them, and I'm really excited to share this with our listeners. So hopefully, more people will decide to send uh, people to participate and strengthen their implementation. Great. Thank you so much, Kristen. So happy to be here today. Thank you.